Hello, faith community. Welcome to Reading Through the New Testament in a Year. We find ourselves today in Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 marks the commencement of Passion Week. And what I want you to notice in Passion Week is that Jesus is in control. Jesus is the authority of Passion Week. Nobody takes his life from him. He gives it up of his own accord. It's imperative that you understand Passion Week is not a moment where Jesus loses to sin and death. It's a moment where Jesus triumphs over sin and death, over principalities, over powers. And we see it from the very beginning. How does Mark chapter 11 start? Jesus sends his disciples into the village to find a donkey. And do you remember what he says to them? He says, when you find it, if anybody says to you, what are you doing? Verse 3, he says, if anyone says to you, what are you doing? Say, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here right away. If anybody asks you why you're taking away their donkey, just say, the Lord has need of it. And what happens? Verse 6, they answered them just as Jesus had said, so they let them go. Understand, this is demonstrating Jesus' supernatural sovereignty over these events. Jesus is in control. Not the disciples, not the people who own this donkey. Jesus is. Jesus is the Lord of Passion Week. And why is it so important that he goes and he gets a donkey in the first place? Well, he's going to be fulfilling prophecy. The, the triumphant entry, as it's traditionally called, fulfills the prophecy of Zechariah 9. It says in Zechariah 9, 9, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout in triumph, daughter Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Jesus is sovereign over Passion Week, and he's going to fulfill prophecy, this authority demonstrates his deity. Uh, and the passage goes on as Jesus enters in. What do the people do? They recognize that Jesus is fulfilling prophecy. They recognize that he's their coming Messiah, and they cry out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They understand who Jesus is. They get that he's the Messiah. Now, why is it so important that the people recognize it? Because it makes them culpable. It demonstrates that when some of these same people cry out, crucify him, they're going against what they know is true. They stand condemned because here they receive him as their Lord as he enters into Passion Week. Now, what happens? Jesus enters in, and it it almost seems like a non-event. He goes in, he looks around, and then he leaves. But Mark moves the narrative on with the next day. Jesus looks around, and and it's almost like he's he's laying the groundwork for the events that are going to happen next. And, And Mark makes a point of emphasizing as Jesus goes into the temple the next day, and as he exits, both time, he passes a fig tree. And as you read Mark chapter 11, you might think, what do fig trees have to do with anything. Jesus uses the fig tree as an allegory for what he finds in Jerusalem. So as he as he walks in, what does he see? He says a, sees a fig tree and it's not bearing any fruit. It has no fruit on it. And what does he do? He curses it. He curses it. But then he walks right by that fig tree and he goes into Jerusalem, goes into the temple, and what does he find there? He finds a fruitless temple. 
he finds a temple that is also not bearing fruit. Why? Because it's meant to be a place of prayer for all nations, and instead they're buying and selling. They have this bazaar going on in the temple. It's not being used for what it was meant for. It's not being fruitful. It's not resulting in the fruit God intended for his vine, Israel, to produce. So what does Jesus do? He condemns it. And as he goes out, they pass the fig tree again. Mark does this. He puts it on both sides to emphasize it. This is the point. This is what Jesus saw. This is what Jesus is doing. And remember how the disciples respond? They're they're amazed that something actually happened when Jesus cursed the fig tree. They're not getting it yet. They don't understand. Jesus is absolutely sovereign. What he says happens. What he wills will be done. Jesus is Lord of Passion Week. He's Lord of all. And what does Jesus say to his followers? He says right here, guys, you can pray and make anything happen. You can can pray powerfully. Don't be amazed that I cursed this fig tree and it shriveled up because you can pray powerfully. Why? Because of who we pray to. Understand this, when you're praying, you're praying to the Lord of Passion Week. You're praying to the one who has absolute authority over anyone, unquestionable authority. Well, the chief priests and the scribes, they don't like this authority that Jesus is demonstrating. They get it. They see that Jesus is walking around Jerusalem as one who rules, as one who has a right to condemn the temple. And so what do they do? They come and they question him and they say, by what authority are you doing these things? Now, they really have no right to question Jesus. They only should be falling down in front of him and worshiping him. And so Jesus asked them a question to put them in checkmate, to put them in a position where they either need to acknowledge his lordship or they need to disavow his lordship and distance themselves from the people. How does he ask that? He asks them, where John got his authority from, where John was sent from, whether it was of whether he was sent from God or whether he came from man. And the people understand, the chief priests and the scribes understand that if they say John was speaking on his own authority, the people are going to turn against him because the people all believe that John was a prophet. But if they say that John was speaking on authority that was given to him from God, then they're going to be held to that standard. And so what do they do? They refuse to speak. You see, if they admitted that John was the forerunner of Christ, then they have to recognize Christ. And so they don't do it. And so what does Jesus do? He doesn't answer them. He says, neither will I answer you. Understand this. This also proves Jesus' authority. He cannot be made to answer the chief priests and scribes because he is a higher authority. Jesus is Lord of Passion Week. Thank you so much for listening.